Welcome to Vets to PM's Military Transition Academy podcast, the show where we discuss how to succeed in transitioning from the military service to the civilian workforce. This show and the academy it represents helps veterans transition into meaningful, lucrative post-service careers. Your primary host is Eric Doc Wright, PhD, Certified Manager, Military Veteran, Serial Founder, Best-Selling business author, philosopher, linguist, and coach. Your other host is Jeremy Burdick, project management professional, scrum master, product owner, and retired Air Force chief, and the current COO of Vesta PM and the Professional Development Unit University, where we will interview veterans successful in corporate America and business to bring you nuggets of wisdom every episode to make you more successful. Next, let's introduce today's guest. Today we talk with Delana Morris, a veteran and military spouse advocate. She has spent the last six years helping veterans with resumes, reading job announcements, translating their skills, salary negotiations, and coaching on how to successfully manage in the civilian sector. Delana spends most of her time providing people an ear that doesn't judge, but can provide advice using positivity and will always take that call or message. She has narrowed in on a group that gets the least attention and needs the most help, and she affectionately calls them grunts. They have become her passion to help and get them meaningful employment and value in all of their other skills that they bring to the table. So let's get started with this episode. I think you're going to like it. All right. So, Delena, talk to us a little bit about your grunts off the ground. Uh, yeah, so um, I had uh, been working with transitioning veterans uh, for quite a few years, and I started noticing a trend um, with our groundside soldiers, groundside Marines. Um, they were kind of getting funneled into very specific jobs, um, and I noticed that we weren't utilizing um, all the other skills um, that they come with. Um skills like uh, team management, coaching, mentoring, um, logistics uh, being a big one and stuff like that. They, they were kind of just being funneled in either into sales positions or into um, like a security guard or police officer and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with that, um, with those positions, um, but there's definitely a lot of other options out there as well. Um, and I wanted to um, I wanted to put forth the effort to change the culture um, that surrounds that, not only on the civilian side um, to open their eyes to what these um, guys and girls have to offer, but also on the in the military on their side as well. So that way they know to look for other opportunities and to look for people like me who can maybe help them get their foot in the door, you know, into that. Wow. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously there's a stigma sometimes around that, Hey, once I'm a, you know, an operator or a trigger puller that I can't go do something else skilled. This is just who I am. And, you know, we see it a lot that they just put themselves in that silo and get stovepiped all the way through life that way. And it's really cool that you are looking at other opportunities to show them their value, but not yes. just them, but the, you know, the hiring managers out in the uh, civilian world as well. So really neat. What else? Yeah. Uh, well, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say um, the biggest thing, tell us a little bit about your journey as well. So what kind of got you to this point or what led you to decide, well, to make this decision to make the change? 
Um, I, I, I grew up, um, when I was young, um, I grew up with veterans, uh, war veterans and, you know, I, they had noticed, um, so this wasn't anything that I decided on myself per se, but I noticed when I was very young, um, my dad was mechanic, my grandparents, when my grandfather retired from the Navy, um, opened up a mechanic shop. And, um, back then, um, you didn't have the electronics and things on cars. So I would, but you could OJT someone into being a mechanic. Um, and they would bring in, uh, these, you know, more at the time guys, um, but they would bring them in, uh, and show them how they can earn a living for themselves, you know, that they don't, that there are, there's stuff out there. Um, and we can, they can teach them, you know, and then eventually work, you know, once they got it down, they could get their ASC certification and be, you know, actual mechanics, you know? Um, so I saw that, um, when I was young and I just, that, that's, it sits with you, um, that it just, when you, when you grow up doing it, it's just, it's there. It's not anything you can get rid of. Um, so when I went into, um, when I married my Marine, um, I was a loan officer and I just, I wanted to give back. I wanted to help. I saw that there was a struggling, um, a lot of Marines trying to get into B billets. A lot of those B billets require, um, having a good financial situation to be approved, especially security clearances. Um, so I started out kind of there and it eventually, uh, bridged into me volunteering, um, for Casey. And then it kind of, it just went from there. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, I mean, really what you end up, you know, you got the seed planted early on and then, now as a, um, a spouse of a Marine, you know, you kind of see it and carried the torch a little further. So then over the last, you know, several years, you've been doing a lot of like consulting and, and, you know, advocacy work for them. So anything that stands out that you've seen has been one of the, you know, I guess maybe one of the, the biggest gaps that you're, you're filling. Cultural change honestly, um, cultural change, um, because it, it starts with that. Um, you know, I can, I can tell you all day long that, that you qualify, but you may not believe me, but if your buddy tells you, cause he did work and he did do the things that I suggested and it worked for him. And he says, Hey man, like this stuff actually works. Then you're going to say, okay, well, let me listen to what you have to say. So it starts with one and it just, that's, that's how you get to so many. That's how you get people to listen to you. And then you have also then that, that one guy who gets in there and, and we got him through the door and he's doing amazing. And now I have a success story of how it worked out. And, you know, it just, you, it's, it's that, honestly, it, it, it's all going to come back to that cultural change. It's that getting that in there Get, planting that seed, talking to them, being real with them. You know, not, I, I grew up in a mechanic shop. You know, I grew around, grew up around grease monkeys. I know how to talk. <laughs> I manage truck drivers. You know, I mean, I, I have the lingo, the jargon. I get it. Like, I could be real with you too, boo. But, um, you know, and stuff like that. And that's that's how you can, that's how you get through. That's how you bust that bubble. Um, it's, it, it's all on the approach that you take. And, and so I, 
I knew the approach I needed to take the, to make that change, make that effect. And so JB, just for those of you who, who, you know, I don't know if we've unpacked it yet this far in the story, but you heard Delena kind of tell us her origin story. Mechanic shop, grandfather founded, dad's running Vietnam vet. Like she grows up, they help vet. They're, they're, she's around them all the time. Um, she's done a lot of blue collar stuff and now doing white collar stuff. I mean, so what you hear is a passionate gal who understands the fight that we're in. We being veterans, veterans, spouses, you know, transitioning service members. Um, and then you hear the passion come through too, right? She brings like a blue collar. I mean, that's what we're really doing here. I once heard a retired Colonel, what JB, what I think it was on the podcast, say something about um, a new collar worker, yeah. right? Like we've got to get back to the old school, show up for work on time, pass a piss test, like, you know, do some old school stuff, provide customer service, hard days work for a fair day's pay. But we're doing it now. We're not turning wrenches anymore. We're pounded on digital keyboards and digital documents and whatever. So I just, when I was talking to Delana on the phone, and, and it was a phone call, it wasn't a video call, and all this passion was coming out. I'm like, sister, we have got to get you on a podcast. Like, you know, you we got to get you, you know, mainstream here. So, and and so she just mentioned culture. So I just want to unpack that for a second, because a lot of times. And you can read the work of Sebastian Younger. He's got a couple amazing books, Change the Way You Think. If you're a vet, it'll help you change the way you think. If you're not a vet, you should read them and figure and, and see insight into how vets think. Uh, he also has a great TEDx talk. But Delaney, you mentioned culture. So unfortunately, right, wrong, or indifferent, a lot of hiring managers only know about vets what they see in Hollywood or they read in books. And so they think we all pulled triggers. They think we're all screwed up because of that. And they think that we like all make great cops. I, I'm not saying that none of that's happened. I'm not saying that we don't need great cops. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is most of that stuff, when you apply this broad brush stroke cultural view to individuals, I mean, what happens when we do make assumptions and stereotypes and you know bigotry and like, that's, that's what all that is. You're not taking into account the individual veteran. Here's what I'm talking about. And veterans, some of us believe this as well. A lot of civilians think, oh, military veteran, you can march, you can salute, you can follow orders. You're not very creative. You're policy and procedure guy or gal. When really, yes, there's a time and place to do that stuff, just like for every civilian in the workforce, there's a time and place to do business within accordance with the governance, the rules and the procedures and policies of HR. And they behave the same way in an organization. We've got rules of the road on how we do business here. However, I haven't met a veteran ever, regardless of rank or service, that wasn't creative, that wasn't innovative, that couldn't solve problems, that couldn't analyze stuff on the fly and with some duct tape and bubble gum fix some stuff in the field that was busted because your life literally may depend on it. I mean, one of my favorite stories, they send Burdick over to get a, a, a C-130, spent sitting in a desert for 18 months. You know what I mean? Like Dole Boy shows up with a toothbrush and starts cleaning sand grains out of electronics and stuff so he can put that bird in the air. I mean, you talk about, yeah, he is policy procedure guy. He's E789 guy, but he's also the guy that can go over there and MacGyver and get that thing in the air again. So that, but that's part of the myth. That's part of the culture is they think we do stuff this way when really we're some of the most MacGyverous 
esque people I've ever met. I mean, do you find that that's a challenge, Delena? Is getting a vet to believe, hey, it's not just because I say you are and you can take this to the bank. I mean, if you talk about all these things you're capable of doing, that's not common in the Civ Div. They will respond to that as hiring managers. They don't know that that's the truth. I mean, do you find that disconnect as well? I find the disconnect. Um, it, it's getting better. So we so we started really going through this cultural change um, in about 2012, 2013-ish is when we really started like really getting in there. And, and I'm not the only person by far who has um, been trying to pave this way. Um, there's so many of us who have been, who have worked ourselves into roles in the civilian sector to open those doors. Um, we've got veterans who are recruiters, veterans who are the hiring managers and stuff like that. So there's definitely been, there's, there's so many branches to that tree um, to that cultural change tree, but there is still some of a disconnect. Um, it, it's, <sighs> I think it comes down to a lot of it. it and honestly, it, it's the transition. I mean, I see it when I'm helping someone uh, realize the transition that they're going to go through is it's that self-confidence. It's not just hearing it. I could tell you all day long that this could be different and I could show you that it could be different. But if you don't have that self-confidence, if you don't believe that it can be, it's not going to be, you know, and it's, 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 it's that it's getting over that hill um, with a veteran. And, and honestly, sometimes military spouses too, you know, they believe, Oh, I can only do customer service. No, you can do a lot more than that. Um, but it's, you know, it's getting over that hill, that self-confidence hill, but there's a whole other side, you know, that it's a beautiful thing once you get over that, because then um, they're now in a successful job. They're in a job that they can utilize all of the training that they receive. It has nothing to do with shooting a gun. It has everything to do with everything else. Um, and then on top, they're financially stable, which is huge. Um, and then the biggest thing, point of all of that, which is they're, you know, they're less likely to fall in that 22 a day. So when we get over that hill, that self-confidence hill, and we could, that's where we make the change. That's the, the long-term change, not the right now, not to give you a job and pat you on the butt change, but the long-term change. Yeah. Wow. And it, you know, I mean, you bring something up for anybody that did kind of passed over as the 22 a day, right? 22, uh, veterans are, you know, committing suicide on a daily basis. So, and it all starts with, you know, yourself, you know, you, you get this, this sense. And I think you, you even says one of the biggest hurdles is getting that self-confidence that you can do it, even though you've done it, you've probably done more complex things, uh, trying to learn how to walk and talk and uh, your specialized skill, like shooting, you may put the specialized stuff down, but all the general stuff is still there. You learned to be a lifelong learner, whether you realize it or not, like you can pick up the technical stuff, you know, really quick uh, as compared to your counterparts, because you've already massaged those, those synapses in your brain to like, Hey, this is information uptake. I've got to do it this way, procedurally correct, soundly be able to repeat it and then engineer it more efficiently. So as you do it more often, you're going to get better and better at it. And just, uh, it's, it's just really cool that you, you pack it that way to where we are our biggest enemies, 
when we're walking into the civilian world because we're trying one we're trying to figure out the culture two we're trying to figure out what is that specialized task that they want me to do um because when we go talk to people and we just got done with a a different conversation that was talking about uh getting out of your own way and then but also saying i can do everything well of course you can do everything but that doesn't get you a job you've got to do the one thing that they need you to do and how does it bring value to that company so really cool what else so what's going on with the um the current the current programs that you're working now any major success stories um they're they're honestly they're starting to be daily and it's been amazing so i literally just got messages from uh michael dre that he's got an interview a phone conversation with a recruiter for director role um, so we have another one with, uh, who's getting out, uh, his name is John Boyles for an operations supervisor, um, which is, this is huge. This is, this is not entry level. This is not just getting off the ground. These are major roles that they're getting into years of experience, both in this civilian sector. So this is, I, I'm super excited about that. Um, but then there's, I literally just got a message, a text message two days ago from a veteran that I physically, like I had my hands on recruiting and got him into a role with Blue Triton and he's loving it. And he told me, you know, he's like, hey, I just wanted to say thank you. Like, I didn't think this was possible. And he wouldn't have been looked at. Wow. But that's crazy. Um, that's come hell or high water, he was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, what's, what's great is that's fuel for the next one, right? It, it puts all that fuel in your tank. You, you kind of said it earlier. It was like, it starts with one and then you go to two and then those people start telling other people. And before you know it, you've got this proven success model. You know, at Vestapim, we've helped over 6,000. So it's like every one of those becomes fuel for us to get up on this team and continue to serve that tribe that's out there transitioning. So really cool. Uh, let's see what, how would I get in contact with you? So I'm out here in a, you know, MTA podcast nation and I'm listening. How do I get in contact with you and your organization? I am on LinkedIn. I do LinkedIn. Um, I'm sorry. I do not do Facebook. Um, <laughs> But uh, I am on LinkedIn. There's a reason why I only connect on LinkedIn is because I, I need to have uh, need to kind of concentrate my <laughs> my paths of being contacted. Too many apps. Um, but the the biggest reason is is I can't showcase you to employers if you're not on LinkedIn. Um, I can't showcase you to, to recruiters, to management, to those hiring managers, to fellow veterans who are in positions of helping. That's where, I mean, honestly, the jobs are, that's where they are. They're on LinkedIn. And that's where it's free to source most of the time. So you can be found. Delaney, so what, <laughs> what top three or four things would you recommend that somebody, what easy, low cost things could somebody do? today after listening to this podcast to their LinkedIn profile to bear some fruit tomorrow? Honestly, start connecting. Um, the biggest thing is connecting. I mean, they allow you to send out like what, a hundred a day or something um, to the connection requests. You can join groups for free. Um, you can follow um, volunteer groups for free who are out there. 
Um, you honestly, you could even post, Hey, I'm a veteran. I have these skills. I want to grow my network. Please connect with me. Um, it, you know, and add a little bit of things about you, where you came from, make it relatable. Um, people are going to connect with you. They are going to help you. They're going to tag their buddies. They're going to tag other people. Hey, look at this guy. Look at this girl. Hey, I mean, I watched a person, uh, Kiara, and she went from like 200 connections to over a thousand within two days because she posted yep. um, and she asked. So it, those are all free and we're here. We want to help you. We just need you to put, get yourself out there so we can. Yeah, it's kind of like your, your professional billboard, right? Like, yep. hey. I can't funnel people onto the freeway to drive by your billboard and see your billboard if you don't have a billboard up. So put exactly. a nice billboard up and then I can help you get people driving by it. Exactly. Exactly. Good deal. Great tips. And I like what you said, doctor. I mean, it's, it's a billboard, right? So at 80 miles an hour, when you're driving, you better be able to have some data, some details, like what Delana said was, Put on there some things you like to do, some of your skills, some of the things that, you know, if I'm if I'm heading down the highway and I'm looking through all this information, bang, I see something that is relatable to you, that you enjoy, that you want to do and be personable about it and then be active. You know, I would say, you know, when someone comments on something, thank them for the comment, reply back. You know, everybody likes to get a compliment in return. So, yeah, really good advice uh, from both yeah, of you. You want to work in logistics, type in logistics. Look at all the people with logistics in their profile. Reach out and connect with them. Hey, I love logistics. I see you love logistics too. Would we like to chat about logistics? Bang, there you go. 10 people may tell you to pound sand, but one person may say, oh my God, I, I'm a logistics geek. I'm so stoked you reached out. It's what they call it social media. People want to be social. Ask them their opinion. They'll give it to you, I'm sure, right? So... <laughs> All it takes is that one conversation. They may not be hiring, but they may know somebody who is. Or they may not know somebody who's hiring, but somebody they know may know somebody who is. I mean, that six degrees of separation thing, I don't know how many times in my life in networking, I've literally seen it happen. Like somebody will say, hey, I don't know. I'm not looking, Eric, but I got a guy who got a guy. Go ahead and send me Shelly's resume. Okay, cool. Seven days later, Shelly will send a thank you note says, hey, I just wanted to know I just interviewed it. So it's so like I wasn't even in the loop. You know what I mean? I just did the networking thing. So, yeah, it's amazing how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's 100 percent. I mean, honestly, it's it's just getting out there, liking, commenting. I mean, Michael Dre would have had no, wasn't even connected with the person that I'm connected with when I saw and I tagged, I knew what he was looking for. I remember because it sparked in my brain when I saw the post, tagged his name. Hey, you'd be great for this. Next thing you know, and the guy replied, he said, as soon as you fill out the application, send me a message. There you, and bam, there you go. And he's got it. He's got a phone call just like that. And, you know, I, I think what you just uncovered, Delena, is really cool. So like, even though it's social media and it's high tech stuff and like, like lots of reach and stuff like follow, blah, blah, blah. It's still human. It's still personal, right? When you Delane, a human being says of another human being, Hey, Johnny, I thought of you when I read this post, you would be great at this because X, Y, Z, Johnny, please reach out to so-and-so like the person who made the post is going, wait a minute. So this person because you know you see people online and you meet them in real life and you're like oh my god was that ever a disconnect you know what i mean 
right? Yeah. But like if people are rogering up that they know you and that you're genuine and that you're you and they've got those skill sets and you've got that value and you'll bring that value. And oh, by the way, I thought of you the minute I read this post. The person who did that post is literally sensing that human connection. Hey, Elena is personally vouching for this person, which means they're exactly. probably not a jerk. I should interview them to see if I think they'd get along with me, right? Because two people may rub each other the wrong way. They may rub that person as a jerk, but that person at least is now intrigued enough to say, hey, the risk is now out of this. I can talk to this person because I trust Elena. And Elena says she trusts this person. So, okay, I'll give them a shot, right? Absolutely. And Elena's a recruiter. So, <laughs> absolutely. She's, she's done this once or twice. <laughs> I've, I mean, I, I talk to every candidate, you know, and that's, I make time, I'll talk to you, you know, I mean, it might be a few days, but I'll talk to you, you know, and, and the, you know, the funny thing is, if we uh, just kind of scroll back to the grunts off the ground and logistics, um, Chattanooga has become the epicenter, literally, it's now dubbed as the new Silicon Valley for logistics. There are hundreds of jobs making really good, making 60, 65 a year plus bonuses right here in no income tax state free, Tennessee. Um, and it's one, it's one of the top three best states for veterans. So, I mean, if you're transitioning, you want to live somewhere where one, the state values you. Um, for two, there's no state income tax. You're keeping the most of your money. For three, you're making enough money for you to earn a living. Plus, there's opportunities for your spouse on top of that, double income. I mean, here it is. And you're using all the, the value and the skills, the inventory control, the management, the coaching, all of those things that the military taught you, you can now use in the civilian sector. So it's it truly is a win-win. And there's lots it's of great like four wins, but, you know, I mean, who's counting? <laughs> well, and here's a fifth win. There's lots of great fish in there. And if the fish in there, is, if you don't want to do freshwater, guess what? You're only about 10 and a half hours out from saltwater. So you can be on a coast in 10 and a half hours. So, I mean, right? Like what a cool, like cool five things. Yeah, it is neat. It's neat. And then one of our instructors is right there in uh, Nashville. So he, and he loves it, Garrick Dennis. So look him up. The, uh, so, so, so oh, sorry, JB, I stepped on you, my friend. Talk. No, go ahead. I was uh, I was just rambling. No, no, bring it, dude. I'm just gonna bat a I'm just gonna bat a run out on a first base to see what happens, bro. I'm sure you were <laughs> on swing for the fence. You can you can go, dude. Please. Yeah, I I think it was just kind of neat when you guys were talking too. Is what what's really uh, LinkedIn has really become the personal referral, yeah. right? So it, it's kind of taken place of, hey, I've got a buddy. Uh, they're gonna apply, but you're inside the company now. You don't even have to be inside. It's it's kind of branched out a little bit further with the personal referral option. Hey, just tag them in LinkedIn. I did it. I saw it today. So just kind of proof in the pudding. One of the buddies that I uh, worked with at my last station before I retired, he puts a job out there. Bang! I'd love to hire somebody for this job. So his job is recruiting. So what's he's motivated to recruit. So he throws it in his network. I tag somebody, bang. They're like, oh, this would be great. I want, I always want to be on Randolph. Great. Bang. So connection made, don't know the, I don't, I don't know the people that are, that are seeing that necessarily, but now they're seeing an opportunity they wouldn't have seen if they weren't on LinkedIn. So just And really the acquisition cost in that economic transaction is pennies. The electricity yeah. to hook it up to the internet at a power cable or whatever for the computer. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. That's really cool. 
All right, Doug, sorry. No, no, Delena, what, so what have, are there any books that you've either heard of, people have mentioned, or that you've read that you recommend to folks? Like, hey, you want to get into logistics? Here's a great book. Hey, you want to learn how to use LinkedIn? Here's a great book. Hey, you want to learn how to, you know, X, Y, Z. Any, any articles or YouTube videos or people you follow or books that you'd recommend that really kind of impressed you as the expert doing that for a living? Um, I know this might sound crazy, but Zig Ziglar is a good one. Um, I actually use a lot of his stuff, (laughs) the art of the sale. Um, so I, you know, when it comes to, uh, talking some, a driver into doing something they don't want to do, um, um, I use a lot of that in interviews, not going to lie. You know, there's a way that you phrase things, a way that you talk about it. I mean, when you get in an interview, you're selling yourself, you know, um, and it's, and he's very positive, which is something that I really try to push is, um, is that positive outlook, um, and, and he really kind of nails that out. Um, so there, those are some great books. Um, and Art of the Sale is, is a really good one. Um, and then uh, I, read logistics articles. Um, that, was what, uh, that was what kept me abreast, honestly, with uh, when we went, when drayage got so high, when um, learn that it helps you learn the jargon, like what's drayage? Um, and stuff like that. I read a lot of the articles. Um, and then uh, the podcast, um, uh, What the Truck. Um, nice. I listen to them, What the Truck. Yeah, they're, it's funny, but yet really in, informational at the same time. It's something you can put on your drive to work while you're sitting in that uh, long line in traffic trying to get on base. Um, you can definitely throw that podcast on and listen to it. And that way you can start learning the jargon, learning what they're talking about, the industry, maybe where you could go. And plus they talk about all the different titles. They start mentioning those things, freight forwarding, stuff that you've never heard of, you didn't know was an option. They'll talk about that. So then you can start kind of learning maybe the path you want to take when you get out. So for those of you who didn't catch that, I'm going to reiterate that. An industry expert that staffs this industry just said, I stay abreast of my industry. I'm an expert in it. You have, you aren't, you've been doing it, but you've been doing it for Department of X, not out here in the Civdiv. I listen to this podcast and I read these articles. And what I love about it is podcasts, put some earphones in, do it at the gym, do it on a run articles she didn't say go read war and peace she said go read an article once a week what is that five ten minutes and you're staying i think the quote was staying abreast of the industry i mean that is so ripe with practical value delena i mean after talking to you on the phone i was like that's why i said jb i said we gotta have her on the podcast i mean that's that's the kind of stuff that you were dropping in the phone call i was just like man like I've been doing this for the last seven years of my life and I, I didn't know to do that. You know, that it, it's just uh, so practical. Like you can literally go do that when you're done with this episode. Go sign up for another podcast. What the truck? You know what I mean? Like it's like that just, that's great wisdom. JB, uh, what else, man? Well, and it's not that all that different from what you had been doing for your military career. You know, you do this professional development. They're always sending you to different schools and you're staying abreast of the military profession of arms. 
right? So that means you need to know what's coming out in the market. You need to, how to employ these tactics. There's no different. You're doing the same thing, just in a different industry, a new culture. And the way this new culture communicates is podcasts, social media, uh, blogs, articles, you know, they have courses out there, get a certification in that professional field, and that'll help read Doc's book of, uh, you know, how to speak civilian fluently. There's vocabulary in here that will help you, um, you know, be able to speak business, management, civilian world stuff that in an interview, when it comes up, you won't look like the confused, you know, adolescent at the table. Yeah, it'll be very very good. You know, and, and the reality is, so I had this technical MOS. I was armorer. I was infantry. I was, you know, not everybody gets to say, hey, I was IT. And then you immediately just walk into an IT job, right? But think about it. You did something technical that's valuable to the organization, the team, the department, the division, the organization that you're in. And organizations are literally a collection of people that behave in a certain way and interact with each other in a certain way called the culture. And it's governed by their rules, policies, procedures, think UCMJ, think Air Force regulation or Navy instruction, or think whatever you think, field manual army, like think that stuff. It's the same stuff. So all the skills you have leading and influencing and selling and, and, and getting stuff done and solving problems, and you're just doing it for the Department of the Navy or the Marine Corps, or the Department of the Army or the Department of Space Force, instead of doing it for USAA, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, or whatever. It's the same thing. An organization is an organization. It just so happens that you veteran have been OJT'd in the leadership function of the management, whereas in the civilian workforce, Delena, Jeremy, I, we have to go get all this stuff on our own. We have to go read these books. The art is selling. We have to go watch podcasts. We have to read industry articles because there's no schools to teach you how to go from E4 to E5. There's no schools to teach you how to go from O3 to O4 in a staff position. There just isn't, right? So that leadership piece is not as formal and assertive, but all the rest of it, hands down, you got all of that stuff. Amen. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, and just to interject real quick, you know, I mean, the military is just one large trucking company in reality. They're one large transportation company. You're either moving people or gear. You signing off on stuff. You're filling out customs forms for deployments. A lot of that stuff you do right there in the civilian sector. It's the same, a lot, some of it's the same forms. Um, the chemical stuff that um, when I worked for a bulk chemical plant, um, a lot of that stuff, I mean, my husband did at his shop over in Jacksonville, North Carolina. So we, you know, we did a lot of the same stuff. So it was, it was actually kind of awesome because we could, you know, have conversations and, and kind of troubleshoot almost amongst each other um, of difficult situations and things like that. And, you know, when you go from, um, Jesse Hennett made a great point on one of my posts one time. And he's like, the biggest hurdle was going from E4 to E5 because you went from being the friend to managing your friends. Um, and right. And so um, and, and those that rank, I mean, it really, especially the E4, E5, they make uh, you're managing people and you're learning how to coach, mentor, train and even conduct evaluations fairly amongst your friends and still hope to be invited to the barbecue later. So um, when it, those, that makes such 
value when it comes to managing, you know, 60 plus drivers who are grumbling. They got pay issues. They've got home time issues. They want to go on leave. They got wife issues. They've got or even husband issues. They've got all this stuff going on. You're already used to juggling that because that's what you juggled back when you were in the, in the military. Those all those exact same things. So you're really, I mean, the most that you're doing is just learning the jargon is that is learning how to use the operating system that they use. That's it. Hey, I mean, man. the rest of it, you're already doing. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, can't beat that. So succinct. Wow. Yeah. With that, I mean, that's I mean, I think that was one heck of a way to wrap it up. And I totally agree with the E4 to E5 thing that was and you see so many people navigate that wrong. And they learn from it, which is great. But, you know, in the civilian world, you maybe don't have multiple shots at doing it wrong. You just might get fired, you know, if you, if you mess up too much. But in, in the case of, you know, that transition, it was, it's a grand example of all the preparation that you learned. And now you're applying it to the, the people side of things. But any last bits of information, one thing to go do, like Doc said, after this, uh, you said, knock out the LinkedIn, get on there. If you're not on there, start, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. And then um, you gave up some really good books and showed you reconnected how, you know, these military members are maybe not the specialized technical skills, but even some of those do translate, but all those general skills are going to help you translate and have some self-confidence. Any last parting shot before we wrap this up? Just know that we're here. You know, we're just because you get out doesn't mean you lose your military family. You know, that we're used to knocking on a neighbor's door who we never met anymore and said, hey, will you come help me move something in the garage? Um, we're still here. You know, we, we haven't left you and you're not leaving us. You know, you're just moving from one job to another and that's it. Um, we're, your community will always be here for you. Um, it doesn't matter who we are or where we are or if we've never met before. We're all still the same. Um, we all still show up at each other's birthday, kids' birthday parties, you know, whether we met the kid or not, you know, we all, we're still a military family, you know, and, and that's the, the beauty of it all is you don't lose that. You still retain it. God dang, I'm choked up and got goosebumps and stuff. So, Delena, how do they find you? I mean, how do folks hook up with you so they can get this dynamo behind them as well? I leave it to LinkedIn, just Delena Morse. Uh, it's easy, <laughs> you know, um, I'm sure when you start typing my name in LinkedIn, it's going to pull it up because there's not very many of me. Um, but uh, you know, just find me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's the biggest thing. And, and, you know, we'll get connected. We'll talk. We'll have a conversation. Hell, I'll pull 20 of you on the phone call at the same time if I have to. You know, we'll figure it out and and let's get you let's get you on a path. Amen. Yeah. I, and I pulled you up uh, just so everybody out there that's listening, Delana Morse, M-O-R-S-E. And then you'll see it also in the uh, description. I'll put in her LinkedIn profile link, uh, but it's recruiter veteran advocate, military spouse advocate. So if you see that as an under underlying thing, you've got the right Delana. Well, thanks for spending so much time with us. I really appreciate it. Lots of great wisdom. Uh, truly enjoyed it. I appreciate y'all having me. I'm excited.
<laughs> Thanks, Elena. Appreciate it, girl. Thank you for tuning in and spending a bit of time with us at the Military Transition Academy powered by Vets to PM. If we piqued your interest, but you want more details, please head over to the website vets2pm.com and see if we can help prepare you for a better tomorrow or a future meaningful and lucrative career.